Welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast. Here you will hear Pastor Ethan Callison journey with people just like you from Fellowship Community Church. Our goal is to engage in God's Word to find Jesus in the Scriptures every day. We desire this podcast not to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment so that you encounter Jesus and live a changed life. Here's your host, Pastor Ethan Callison. Well, welcome to the Jesus Everyday Podcast, where word, thought, verse, and chapter of the scriptures point us to the person of Jesus. My name is Ethan Callison. I serve as one of the pastors here at Fellowship. I serve as our North Campus pastor, as well as our online pastor. I want to welcome you in here today. Uh, maybe you've picked up this podcast, somebody has shared it on social media, or you saw that Jenny Kidd was on here, and you're like, hey, I love Jenny, and I want to listen to Jenny and what Jenny has to say as we walk through the scriptures. Welcome. Glad to have you here. Uh, if you are new to us, what we desire in this podcast is to model for you you what it is like to read the Word of the Lord on an everyday basis so that the Word changes us. What we believe is we get in the Word so that the Word gets into us, and ultimately the Word then comes out of us as we live live this changed and transformed uh, life. So we are starting a new book today, the book of 1 John. So if you are new to this, hey, this is a perfect opportunity uh, to join in and to, to do this. Uh, and in that, we don't want this to be a substitute for your Bible reading, but rather a compliment. So we want you to see uh, us walk through 1 John chapter 1, but hopefully you've done this already before you listen to the podcast. Podcast. So before we do uh, enter into First John or the book of First John in entirety uh, this week, uh, Jenny, what would you say outside of the person of Jesus, who has made the most profound impact on your life, and what was it about them and your relationship that led to them having such an impact on you? There have been many, many, many people that have been have blessed my life, but the two that I can think of um, the most was my father and my grandmother. Mm. My father was a deacon in the church and was a wonderful, dedicated Christian. Um, he was always positive with me and loved me and uh, gave me a beautiful picture of a holy father. Mm. And I am truly blessed to this day by that. My grandmother was a wonderful Christian. She became Christian later in life, but mm. became an avid bi- biblical student. Wow. She knew the Bible up and down. I can't count how many times she read the Bible through. The church would have a trivia question on Sunday night, and the pastor would ask a Bible trivia question. Mm-hmm. And if nobody in the whole church could answer it, he'd go, okay, Mrs. Banks, what's the answer? And she'd know every time. <laughs> <laughs> she, she was a wonderful Christian and always kind, doing things for others, and um, I just dearly loved her. So was this your dad's mom or your mom's mom? My mom's mom. I never knew my dad's mom and dad. They died when I was a baby. Okay, wow. I didn't know if it was like your, if, since your dad, if mm-hmm. then like your, uh, it'd be interesting to see was your dad impacted by his mom coming to a personal relationship with Jesus later in life, um, how that kind of works. And you really, when you think about the impact, I know for those of you that are parents or even grandparents listening in here, like the impact that you have when your kids and your grandkids by you loving the Lord and them seeing it modeled and edified uh, before them. So beautiful. All right, as we open up here in First John chapter 1, uh, before we do, uh, Jenny, can you give us an, uh, kind of an overview of the, the book of First John, the author, kind of some context that's very helpful as we journey through this book? Be glad to. Of course, this is John, the same John that wrote the gospel. He's the, John the Elder. He describes himself, but also the disciple that Jesus loved. And I love that title because he, he does, he's doing it, I think, in a way that he still can't get through his mm. brain that Jesus loved him so much mm. and, and put so much into him. I think he was just at all that Jesus loved him as much as he did. He also 
was overseeing house churches. That they were churches that were early churches that were uh, gathered in homes. So it's kind of like life groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, he uses a lot of analogies in this book, mainly two. And I think he learned them from the master because Jesus loved analogies <laughs> and he loved stories and he loved putting things in terms that people could understand. Mm-hmm. So he used two analogies, the analogy of light and love, mm. and he used those to describe God. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be using those uh, themes throughout this whole book. Mm, that's cool. Thanks for giving it to us. So as we open up here in First John chapter 1, walking through the here reading method, what was the verse that as you read this chapter, the Holy Spirit illuminate you highlighted and wrote down? The one that stuck out to me was, were verses 8 and 9. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. As we unpack that, that verse, or these two verses here, can you explain the, the, uh, the context for us and what, what John's getting at? Yes, John's comparing this world to darkness, and God is light. And we can't be forgiven for our sins if we don't see them. Mm. And we have to acknowledge that we're sinners and then confess our sins. So God's light and holiness points out our sins so we can give them to God and turn from them. It's like we're out in the dark and, and we smell a skunk but we don't have a flashlight. Mm. We can't find it until we get a flashlight, and we need to find it fast. Or you get sprayed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I but, found it. No, I'm sprayed. <laughs> we were out walking one day, my husband and I, late at night, and it was dark, and he had a flashlight, and we saw something move, and he put the flashlight up, and there was a skunk, and he was up on his front paws with his tail up ready to squirt us. <sighs> and so, boy, did we freeze in a second and move back. Well, you know, that's like sin in our mm. life. It's right there. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have the light of the Holy Spirit, we're not going to see it. Mm. But if we don't see it, we're going to get stunk. Mm. (laughs) And we're going to get squirted and we're going to stink big time. (laughs) And, you know, there's so many people out in this world that refuse to see their sin. Mm. And you can't deal with something until you admit it. Mm. Amen. Amen. So even as you walk through that, um, uh, that you, you, you can't deal with your sin until you acknowledge that you have sin within you. What ways is is and has sin been revealed to you in your life? Through the Holy Spirit in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, when my daily quiet time, so many times, there are things in there that encourage me, and I love them, but there are things in there that challenge me mm-hmm. and make me really think about what I'm doing. I tell people, you know, when we become a Christian, uh, it's kind of like in Revelation when Jesus says, I stand at the door and knock. He's mm-hmm. talking about re- Christians. Mm-hmm. When he's standing at the door and knocking and we open the door, he's not going to come in and have a cup of tea with us. He's going to start house cleaning. <laughs> and he's going to pick up all the garbage in our life and throw it out so mm-hmm. he can cleanse our life. But if we come in and say, now, Jesus, just come sit down, but you can't do anything. Mm-hmm. He can't do what he wants to do for us. Mm -hmm. And he loves us too much to leave us where we are. Mm -hmm. He wants to get us on a journey toward heaven. That's working out our salvation. Mm, That's good. So therefore, if we get the more we we submit to God, the more we humble ourselves before God, the more we open ourselves to God, the more he can cleanse us of the sins that are in our life. And the only way we can see them is the light of the word. And as God talks to us in our word and the Holy Spirit reveals to us, it's going to prick our conscience. Mm. And there are things in our life maybe that we're not dealing with or Mm. we're not seeing. And only God can get into our heart and and touch it in a way that shows us that. There are people around us probably that see our sin really well. 
but we're really good at deceiving ourselves. <laughs> but God's Holy Spirit and the Word of God will reach into us and help us to see where He wants us to work. That's good. I heard uh, Matt Chanley, a pastor at a church in Texas, one time say that uh, most of us have masters in knowing other people's sins <laughs> and have GEDs in our own sin. Well, it's kind of like Jesus and the, the splinter and the plank. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it's so easy to see everybody else's problems, but you've got something yeah. big to deal with. I can too. see your dust a mile away, but I can't see the very plank in my. Uh, mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, as you walk through this and move to the A, apply section, we probably have walked quite a bit around that, but were there any other biblical principles of application for believers and followers of Jesus in this text? Um, well, you know, God wants me to see the sin in my life, not so that he can be a, a policeman mm-hmm. in the sky, but so that we can confess it and give him a chance to help us be released from it, because all sin is is chains. Mm. And Jesus wants us to have total freedom. He tells us to come to him when we're heavy burdened, heavy laden, and he will give us rest. That doesn't mean he's going to let you go take a nap. It Mm -hmm. means he's going to release us from the chains in our life that are pulling us down, and that's sin. Mm -hmm. But we've got to let him release us. If we keep holding on to our burdens and keep wanting to do it ourselves, we won't let Jesus do what he, he wants to do for us. That's good. So, you know, God really wants to give us freedom. He wants to give us salvation. He wants to help us to grow closer to him. And the only thing that holds us back are ourselves. Mm. That's very true. Uh, were there any things that the Holy Spirit revealed to you to, for you to personally in your our response to this text? Mm-hmm. I have to be honest with God when I see sin in my life so I can confess it and yeah, and forget and ask God for forgiveness with his help so I can turn from it. I remember one time I was reading in in the the Bible and I had gone through a really difficult time and I had gotten in a habit of griping mm-hmm. and complaining. And the scripture said, when you complain, you're actually criticizing God for the situation you're in. And it just was like a dagger in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I started crying and I told God, I'm so sorry. I, I shouldn't have done that to you. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think about it until the scripture mm-hmm. just pierced my heart. And I and I still do it. I mean, I still am not absent from complaining. But whenever I get into that mode, if I don't catch it quickly, my husband does. <laughs> he says, okay, it's time for you. And I know what to do. I start immediately thanking God mm-hmm. for everything. And that raises my spirits. It reminds me who is in control. And, and it helps me. Uh, so that's one area. Another area is when I get scared about the future and I start mm. over planning. As a teacher, I always want to plan five months ahead. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't want me to always do that. And sometimes, like I said in, in my classroom, the plans didn't go as I expected. Well, God holds the future in his hands. Mm-hmm. And, and one devotional I had one day with scripture to back it up said, when we worry about the future, we're pa- we're passing our uh, life on as if God's not in it. Mm. And when we start going into what might happen in the future, we're not letting God have part in it. Mm. And we're doing it without God. No wonder it's scary. And that really hit me. So when I start worrying about things or I start thinking too far ahead and trying to t- to do things that are get ready for things that maybe I don't know what's coming. Uh, God kind of taps me on the shoulder and says, wait a minute, mm. who's holding the future? And I go, thank you, God. <laughs> That's good. Very powerful truth, sir. Well, thanks for joining us here today on the Jesus Everyday podcast.